hackfreemusic.com. Hello and welcome to the Hack Inc. podcast. Hey, remember that time we recorded a four-part series about Seth MacFarlane called MacFarlageddon? And this was part three? I can't even remember anymore. It feels like years since we started. Uh, in case you're just joining us, why? Because we have you know, there's two other parts. But in case you're just joining us, um, this is Gareth Lyons and I sat down with James Moran to talk uh, the very about a very narrow window of Seth MacFarlane's most derivative works. I keep using the phrase narrow window. I don't think it, I don't think it means what you think it means. That's a reference to something, which is why uh, it would be a great joke in Family Guy. Um, so you're joining us now for the episode where we we've watched the proto Family Guy life. Uh, no. Um, something Steve and Larry we watched the pilot episode of Family Guy and now we are watching Family Guy present day this one is episode 17 season 20 name escapes me I'll probably mention it hopefully I will um chiming in now at the start just to give you an intro and then I'll meet you at the end for a little bit of an outro okay Brian is this gonna be a politics episode I I think it might be No one likes those. Hello. Okay, we're back. We've just watched um, season seventeen, episode yeah. twenty okay. of Family Guy, and it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst twenty-two minutes of my life. Ah, uh, it was really was not good. It yeah. was frustratingly bad. Yeah, and it was like very annoying. And like the, I mean, we said I said it before. He sh- he has utter contempt for his audience, especially people who continue to watch it. So, I mean, I know he doesn't really write it anymore, but I mean, he does all of the voices. So it's like, if you didn't like what was being said, being written, you could choose not to say it. Yeah. Um, and, um, but yeah, I've written down some notes, but yeah, what was your, what was your, ni- let's, will we say what the, the plot was about actually? Okay. First. So it's like, Adam West is dead. Yeah. And then, uh, his widow was like, you should run for mayor. To Brian the dog. And then Quagmire, oh yeah, and then Quagmire doesn't like the fact that Brian is running because he's like, can't believe we have a dog running as a mayor. Yeah, so. What? Quagmire, so Quagmire tries. Well, that's what he says. Yeah, no, he And does, then they yeah. just drop that line of argument. And then at by the end, you find out that it said he doesn't like Brian personally. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's like they mix that up. And it's like they've, they've set up the thing for a long time that Quagmire doesn't like Brian. Is so that they, true? Yeah. In the car in the car in the series. Yeah, like there's been mm. a few episodes where it's like Quagmire and Brian don't get on. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's one where it's like Quagmire Brian is like, why doesn't he thinks Quagmire maybe doesn't like him or has a problem with him. Yeah. And then he spent the episode trying to make friends with him. Yeah. And then at the end Quagmire's like, do you want to know why I don't like you? It's because, uh, you know, you're pretentious and blah, blah, Arrogant. Blah. Yeah, so they've done, and then there's been a few callbacks to that, and there's been a few times where they've been in the same room where yeah. they don't like each other. So, you don't need another one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so what's this thing where it's supposed to be a politics? So, they make this joke at the start where it's like, is this a politics episode? 
That was funny. Yeah. But then, but then they have one debate where nothing of such. No, not not that the joke was funny. That they said that and that it was the most apolitical thing ever. Yeah, like it, there was no sense of them being opposing forces. Yeah, you do get the the feeling that as far as they are concerned, this is a politics episode because that's what politics is to them. It's just like. That's when people go up on stage and say things and do but things. But there wasn't even anything of that. Like, if it was a part, yeah. like, they, what it was, was it was like 10 minutes of the build up to a politics episode. And then the last 10 minutes was a bottle episode where they're stuck in one room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's neither. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Hey, there was more jokes about Quagmire, like, knowing the woman on the other end of the voice machine. Yeah. Then they're being uh like you know what I mean? Yeah. I then do. they're being po- like political jokes. Yeah. I mean like it was an absolute also like there uh, James was first pointed out there was a bunch of like incredibly awkward pauses and you were just like was this episode running under and then it's 100% confirmed when they just hold on a picture of Sean Hannity, an actual photograph yeah, of him it was for so like annoying. like literally two 30 to 40 seconds. It was two like minutes. Two mi- I mean, it was insane. And they just started riffing off in this like really, like they were they were quite crap riffs on yeah, Sean Hannity. Yeah, it was like, he looks like a hot Frankenstein. Yeah. Or he looks like... Uh, he looks like a pool noodle if it was a person. Yeah. And then what I don't understand, like, they they were like, Peter's like, can we put off a picture of Sean Hannity? Yeah. And someone goes, uh, can we do that? And he says, yeah, they do it in Sean. In, in Tosh. So do they so do they just steal that joke from Tosh? Who knows? I know that, I do, like, first of all, it, they've given up any pretense that it's for anybody outside of the US. So for anybody who doesn't know, Sean Hannity is a pundit on Fox yeah. News. For anybody who doesn't know Tosh, it's Daniel Tosh who does, like, an internet base no he's a show that's kind of about internet online culture yeah and he'll like you know roast people by putting up a picture of them yeah but then like you know they finished commenting on uh sean hannity and like get a picture of matthew perry up and then they get him up and then i guess they just had three jokes about matthew perry that they wanted to use yeah exactly needed a picture to accompany them yeah but yeah that's that's literally a minute maybe two minutes and then they do another cutaway gag, and uh, it suddenly go. It, it cuts to a raccoon in four three as well. There was borders around the yeah, fucking screen. Yeah, just ripped from. Yeah, from the internet. Yeah, a live action raccoon, and it's just like remember when Peter got that raccoon to be his accountant, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll put all my money in. And it was like, imagine if you could actually do that as a show. It's like, you know. Remember that time that Peter bit Charlie's finger or some uh, Charlie yeah. bit Peter's finger? And then they just have the footage and it's like, Charlie bit my finger, Charlie bit my finger. And then they cut back and you just go like, you can't, you surely can't do that. Yeah. Can you? You it's, can't. Yeah. I guess when you, I would say that they managed to get away with not animating three minutes. Oh, yeah. Of that show. Yeah. Because they also had a live action bit at the end with actual live action Adam West. Yeah. And they're like, oh, in memory to Adam West. And also, uh, another thing of um, taking out... Oh, I'm getting a phone call, but I'll save it for later. Um, another thing about the... It reminded me of the beefs that uh, Seth MacFarlane loves to make personal in his shows, do you know? Okay. So, like, first of all, they have Adam West, and it's, like, meant to be a tribute to him, which is, like, what a fucking episode to be your fucking yeah. tribute. 
Um, but whatever. I mean, like, you, it, it was always going to be a bad episode, so at least it focused on Adam West, and it actually did a... a you know, in the lore of the town, the this the high school is called like James Woods High School. Yeah. And of course, James Wood is be- Woods has become like a complete lunatic online. Yeah. And so, uh, and completely far right. And so they were like, okay, well, Adam West is nice. Let's just name the school after Adam West. And yeah. it's like, okay, cool. That's a nice little nod to Adam West, I guess. But it's bringing the that beef. Into the TV show, like, fuck you, James Woods. I hate you. Here's an episode dedicated to how yeah. I hate James Woods. But yeah, sorry, there's a bit in it anyway where, uh, it, like, uh, one time I tuned into Family Guy, it was just on randomly. And um, I think he said, he, Peter said something like, oh, I hate that guy. And here's a list of other people that I hate. And literally the, the screen was filled with a list of people he doesn't like. Yeah. And uh, for the longest time, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. This is like circa 2010, okay? And so he said Andy Samberg was on the list. Oh. And I remember reading that and going like, why doesn't he like Andy Samberg? Yeah. And um, that's I've carried that around for like a long time of just thinking like, like what did you, it wasn't like Andy, Andy Samberg wasn't in Brooklyn Nine-Nine by that point. He was just in The Lonely Island, you know? Yeah. He singles out Andy Samberg, who's just like an SNL character, who's not somebody who has like three fucking TV shows. Do you, you think he I mean? like feels like Andy Samberg stars ideas or I, I just or? have no clue. I think he just, no, it just baffles me. And like, and it was very mean spirited. It's kind of like, like Andy Samberg was part of like another generation of entertainers coming yeah. up. Yeah. you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I just felt, so anyway, it's it's a very similar thing to this where it's like, there's not even a kind of attempt to conceal. It's literally just, I don't like you. Here's a picture of your face. And I'll just talk about how stupid you are, you know? Yeah. I don't fucking like you. And um, that it just shows the absolute contempt for the audience. It's like, just sit there and hear all of my various grievances, you know? Yeah. But like for something that threw James Woods under the bus and was meant to be a political episode, they kind of both sized it, didn't they? They were like, actually, everybody who's running for office is arrogant and but just no, believes in their own interests. They didn't say that even. Do you know what I mean? Like, because like, the thing is that no one had any ideology at all. Yeah. Like, there was no sense of, like, it never actually got into them running. It just said, like, one debate where one of them was slightly unfair to the other. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, like, Maybe there's a joke about like, you know, Quagmire. I don't know. There's just there's nothing. There's nothing yeah. political about it. There's no comment on anything even remotely political. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no identifiable sides. No identifiable ideology. No identifiable resolution. Yeah. There's no point where it was even like. Maybe we're just the same because, like, yeah. Or maybe s- there's no point where someone is like, "Well, at least we're honest." Because yeah. there's just no point. So how it was? I have no idea what they why they ended it on that or why what no was story. leading towards or like you know, um, yeah. Like there was no story. I mean, it's this funny thing where, like, I don't know if you know, like, Seth MacFarlane's like online presence where he's like, everybody basically like. You know, he's a, he's one of these diehard centrists who believes like we all just need to sit down and hash out our ideas around a table, no matter how much our feelings may be hurt. You know, but he doesn't even make that comment. No, 
And the other thing is like he, um, oh God, what was I going to say? Yeah, sorry, he does it. Like he gives out about Fox News quite a lot on social media. And then, of course, they're giving out about Sean Hannity who's on Fox News. And they're giving out about James Woods who's on Fox News. And then their show continues to be on Fox. It's like yeah, you're within this thing just going like, you know, fuck you guys. You, you're making the discourse vulgar and crass and you're ruining <laughs> everything. And then it's like, okay, that's it. You know, <laughs> like yeah. no alternative offered. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue to keep getting paid by you. Clearly Fox don't care because they don't seem to think it affects their bottom line or whatever, do you know? But so. like, yeah, the Simpsons sort of did the same thing and they like they never yeah, really yeah. uh they used to like make fun of Fox and wasn't that part of their contract or something that they were like, We get to make fun of Fox and everyone yeah. but then they just never did anything about it. Well they did like some jokes, but it was more about how like well, I mean, they never crude had. it was. They never like they never it no, w- no. it was amazing how like they've now started they've drawn Trump in but they never drew in like George Bush or anything like that. You know what I mean? Well, they did draw on George Bush. Well, George Bush Senior. George Bush Senior. Yeah, but Fam- like famously, they never talked really about the Gulf War or anything like that, or you know, the Second Gulf War. You know? Yeah, they had that one joke where it goes, "This little trick I know." There's a little trick I learned from the CIA. Oh, that was good. And but that was before, obviously, the the war. Yeah, exactly. In Iraq. Um, yeah, so bad animation. I mean, like it's just the same rigid shit that we saw well, from no, before. The thing is that it was differently bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like in the original one, it's like everything's too busy. Yeah. And there's like too much stuff going on, and it's all cop out stuff. Yeah. Whereas here, the backgrounds are so boring. Yeah. And then there's so many just still shots. Like there was a really weird shot where, so there, Peter and Brian are going into the school principal. Yeah. And they're trying to change the name of the school. And then, like, there's an opening shot of them sitting opposite the principal. Okay. And it's just still. Y- oh, like yeah, yeah. Two yeah. seconds. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also weird bits where there's, like, a 3D, like, render <laughs> yeah. of the a CGI sign. bus or it a CGI sign. Yeah, it just, like, know? zooms in on the sign and yeah. it looks terrible. It looks like fucking minecraft it was awful it looks like one of those cel-shaded games on ps2 from like 2004 yeah it was like nintendo's ds style graphics yeah and uh it's just like who's like whose decision was that (laughs) you know and then the storyboards were like really useless as well because i was look there was some shots that would last about 30 to 40 seconds of them just sitting there talking at one another yeah it's literally just mouths moving and like i can't believe that they had the audacity to include live action footage to reduce the animation when literally like most of the shots were just mouths moving that's it you'd wonder how busy they are like <laughs> <laughs> i mean i have no and then the funny thing is i actually saw this one time in a behind the scenes featurette where they they have um they actually have a separate room for the cutaway gags. Yeah. Imagine those guys now on this episode. Okay, we got cutaway gag where it's just a clip I saw online, it was quite funny and Yeah. But like imagine what if Peter uh, had him be his accountant. You know, the the raccoon. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, stick it in. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Yeah. I just want to go home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the fart jokes as well were like really dumb yeah like you would wonder now if um 
Like maybe the rest of the season is very dense and this was just like the worst episode or something. Who knows? That's hard to imagine, but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I was pretty much it was a uh, okay, actually let's give our give a rating. What would you give for Steve and Larry? Uh out of what? Out of five. Um two. Two. Okay. What would you give for episode one? Uh out of five? Yeah. Three and a half. Okay. And what would you give for what we just watched One. it? One. Okay. Like. That's not dissimilar to what I would I would probably give two for Larry. I'd actually give four. Yeah, you wouldn't give four. Like okay. you just you enjoy it, but like if you could watch that or <laughs> any episode of like Brooklyn nine nine. <laughs> You like they're not comparable. Except for the one where, like, they they would they have that uh touching episode where Terry gets stopped outside his house by a white officer. Oh yeah, I just watched that. And there's literally no jokes, and it's just there are some excruciatingly long. But yeah, that was a pretty poor one. And it was also like, please don't do this, because like the idea, like, don't point out institutionalized racism uh, in a show called Brooklyn Nine Nine that is about. A police force that definitely does not exist in New York, yeah. where they all just have a laugh. Different races, different uh, genders, different. Yeah. They're all very tolerant. It's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't point out <laughs> the, the inaccuracy of yeah. this because um, immediately the show becomes incredibly. That's flawed. it. Don't point <laughs> the elephant in the room. Yeah. Just let us live in this world where police officers care about their jobs and the people they arrest deserve to jail you know that's the other thing because there's some episodes where andy samberg's character is so determined he's like they this is the guy and i was like if anybody any other show it's like being so convinced that this person has to be the culprit regardless yeah. of evidence is not a good thing yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah i i would give yeah i'm gonna say um i'd say we probably had the exact same score i mean i honestly i think I think as if I was watching that, no, okay. If you were giving me an alternative to watch something, then yeah, it probably wouldn't rate as high. Exactly. I get but out of the family guy and stuff. Yeah, it's just, you, I enjoyed it more than I thought, but yeah. it also wasn't very good. Okay, fine. Well, yeah, basically I think we can both agree that the first episode is probably the best. The latest one was the worst and Stephen Larry was like barely, pretty much did not register, but shows this kind of seed that would become a family guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have a clip to show. I don't know whether it will fit into our, what we're talking about. Um, I'll just describe it basically. Okay. But uh, it it comes it, it basically um, it's like a DVD commentary for Family Guy, and they have like a deleted scene which they feature in it. And you know those ads that come up on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. For Fox. Oh, I seen this one where he rapes Lois. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he rapes ra Marge. Yeah. That's so disgusting. Yeah, I know. And like, so they have like, so like, yeah, the Simpsons comes up. Simpsons at 7 p.m. Central Time. Marge is there dancing and all of a sudden Quagmire runs onto screen, jumps on top of her and tries to sexually assault her. Like, how did the Simpsons agree to that? No, they didn't agree to that. That's why it never aired. It was a deleted scene, but it featured on the DVD. Okay. Ah, but, so, but how do they surely even get out of the DVD? Mm, I don't think so. I think you can, you know, it's really? like parody or reference or uh, something like that. Like, you know, but either way, the, in this commentary, it's one of the most disgusting examples where like Seth MacFarlane is watching. is like, yeah, they wouldn't let us do this. And it's like, it's crazy. Like they were just like, I don't think Simpsons guys are too happy about it. But it's like, 
They're like making fun of us all the time. It's like, I don't get it. Like, why yeah, we can't why have can't this we, joke? Why can't we rape <laughs> the woman? <laughs> like, and that's his attitude throughout. Every time there's there's like a lot of like this edgelord bullshit well, it humor. It is like that thing where he was at the Oscars and he sang that song about what in what scene you can see people's breasts. Okay. Yeah. You know that song? I don't remember that, no. So it's like, he's like, the joke is that he has every actress yeah. and then a clip where you can see their breasts and he's like singing about it. Okay. And then people are just like, that's very, in very poor taste. Yeah. And he's like, they did it. Like, yeah, no, he's they put their breasts on film. So why can't I point to it? And it's like, it's just he doesn't know the, like, it's like no one's saying it's illegal for you to do that. Yeah. It's just, you're saying it's rude like it's yeah it's nasty. it's kind of misogynist and kind of removing the stuff from context as well That's it's, it. like it's like it's just a bit degrading yeah so but he's like nah it's good it's, like it's just a joke it's just a joke yeah so I mean, that's sort of his thing it's that he doesn't properly understand He's so fucking s- like, and also he's such a, an unpleasant looking man. He's very like this plasticky, strange face. Uh, I mean, that's just how he looks. I well, yeah, but do does it can completes the whole package? Mm. He's an unpleasant man. I hate his voice. I hate <laughs> the way he looks, and um, I, yeah, I, I think what was it? The other thing was like again his his move into feature films. Yeah, so he's got like Ted, and so like developing it for years, and it's like. All this time, he's was he's been in animation now, working for maybe like over twenty years. Okay, and the only thing he can do is maybe we should have a talking animal with a weird <laughs> Boston accent reciting references from eighties or seventies things. And it was like, like, and also the Orville, also that. First of yeah. all, it's a complete direct reference to Star Trek: The Next Generation. Like they have the same. Yeah, I titles. mean, it is an interesting phenomenon where and maybe we're coming to the end of it it's like there's been so much material made yeah that you can never hold genres of comedy that's just pure reference yeah and like I know they've always had referential works like I mean this is an extreme example but like yeah Joyce references a lot of stuff yeah of course but you know no one reads Joyce <laughs> yeah but it's funny that like one of the most popular shows is now just completely reliant on references yeah. And like, and also references that a lot of its audience probably wouldn't even fucking know because they've bo- made so much yeah. so far before they're born. So for a lot of the things, it's like King Kong. It's like I've never seen King Kong, but yeah. I know the plot because I've seen it referenced. Yeah, but you don't know who's the boss, and they reference that quite a lot in the first seasons of Family Guy. That's true. And then they like the other thing is, um, yeah, the references are obviously just getting older and you know more banal. I mean, there's constant Star Wars references. I don't think he's made anything where he hasn't referenced Star Wars in some way. Really? Yeah, or Star Trek. I mean, there's a lot of Star Trek stuff in everything. Um, but what was I gonna say? Yeah, no, I heard. I saw this thing. I was looking at uh, where I'm on the day uh, that we're recording last night. Uh, it was a uh, Comic Con and uh, whatever. Was it last night? Well, there's like it was over the weekend. But that's where all the Marvel films got announced and all the TV shows and stuff like that. And they made this absolute yeah. massive slate of things. And they released that they're going to be doing, oh, Doctor Strange 2. And it's called Doctor Strange at the Mouth of the Multiverse, which obviously is in reference to H.P. Lovecraft. And then the multiverse is also 
um, the comics and stuff like that. Oh, I know. But then they talked to the director and he's going to do, we're doing the first horror movie in the Marvel universe, okay? Uh So now Marvel is just like, it'd be like, I was thinking about this with like Ferris, you know, they have like, you know, Spider-Man is like, oh, that's like Ferris Bueller. It's the teen comedy Marvel. Yeah. So they have like, now Marvel is just, it's not even a genre. It's like a format of movies. Do you know what I'm saying? That's true. Where it's like, now we have so many Marvel things and so many, and also it's like, it's it's so point. Yeah, an idea, comparison I have to that would be, have you ever read Terry Pratchett? Yeah, yeah. And it's like 45 books. Yeah. And they're so broad that it's like, well, this one is detective. Yeah, yeah. And this one is horror. And this one is uh, rom-com. But now they're making the Terry Pratchett extended universe in TV as well. How can you make an extended? Like, it's already so extended. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're going to do start off with and see how successful uh, The Watch is. And they're going to do one about the Yankmore Park City Watch. Yeah, The Watch was good. That's a funny one. Yeah. To start with, though. Well, his daughter's writing it as well. Well, it's it's kind of an ensemble cast and it's like crime and uh, stuff. I'm thinking of The Night Watch. Yeah. Well, no. It's in the book. Yeah, sorry. No, they're actually going to be the Night Watch. You see the cover for the Night Watch. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, like Paul Kidby did the illustrations for the covers of uh, yeah for the later Terry Pratchett ones. And then it's it's a it's a version of the Rembrandt painting. Yeah, exactly. And he he did some amazing versions of them. Um, with it's probably the best book cover I've ever seen. (laughs) I've ever seen. I'm not not saying in the world, but like. Yeah, it's really good. Oh no, it is, and it, I remember like on holiday, it was like one of the first Terry Pratchett books I got, and you're just like looking at this cover for That's ages. That's it. It's a it's a perfect like appropriation. Yeah, because it really gives you a sense of it. It's not just like a pastiche or something. Yeah, it's like quite considered. But there's know. great details and also little references to all the characters and yeah. stuff like that. Like if you look at it, you'll see like I don't know. There's like. If they mention some elf in there, if you look really close, you'll see his little elf, and you'll go, yeah, "Oh exactly. shit, there it is!" Yeah, you know? that yeah. was definitely his golden period, Terry Pratchett. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a early on they're too stupid, and then later on they're also too stupid. But I don't know if they're too stupid. I think like they he had too many other people building the world, and then it became too real. Is what I thought. Like, I just, like it got like by the end of the Night Watch stuff, there was like. A goblin who flew a goose and yeah. lived in a loaf of bread and Right, right, right. It's just like mad it's just madness. There's yeah. no it's just like y- uh, obviously the thing is you don't like a lot of it doesn't feel real because it's magic. But that yeah. just doesn't feel real in the same way that like the f- you know. I always actually found them very grounded and heavy as they got on. Like the stuff with um the the post office being set up. And I didn't like, like the post. I didn't read those. I kind of got like dipped into them, and then I was like, "Ah, this is not for me." And then there was there was one called Todd, which was like a Sam Vines novel. Good, yeah. It was good, but it was like incredibly grounded, wasn't it? You know, like well, it got quite large. Like it was it was like a political thriller. Yeah. Which I love that. Actually, I remember so much of that book, and I only read it the one time. So <laughs> got it signed actually as well by the man. Yeah, so. it was. There was just. It's like there's like an ancient war between yeah the dwarves and the uh what were they called goblins or something no no trolls yeah okay and it's like at the end they find like sort of common ancestor or yeah something? and they they find the ancient king the ancient troll king playing Thod 
Okay, right. And people are like, oh, they like accept it. Yeah. So that's just not how it works. And yeah, I know yeah. it's a book, but it's like, it's too convenient in a way that I think other books that don't yeah. want to like, it was, it, it, it was too convenient a thing for too large a thing. So it's not like he'd always avoided convenience. It's just yeah. that it's just too large. You can't reconcile like an ancient political struggle yeah, yeah. with the discovery yeah. of a relatively ambiguous thing. Yeah. I think uh, the other one was uh, the monstrous regiment. I was thinking about. That was deadly. I love that book. Yeah, and it's great when it's great when he does like once-off characters that you never see again. Yeah, and I like that one because, like, it was so interesting. The sort of Eastern European, yeah, like World War One style book. It was strange. Yeah, I really like that. I keep like forgetting that it it kind of is part of the canon. You know yeah, I mean? like he goes to. Um, Obviously, ancient Greece in one of them. Yeah. It has that good joke where he's like, there's the atheist. Yeah. He's like, I don't believe in God. And then he gets struck by lightning. Yeah. He's like, apart from Zeus, or whatever, like, apart from Zeus, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, the, uh, like, f- a rain of fire comes down. And that other God. And <laughs> yeah. Like, all the guys just start threatening <laughs> him. And he's <it's> like, <laughs> 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 just being an atheist in a world where, like, the gods are so present. <laughs> You know, I gotta read more Terry Pratchett again. But yeah, and and like I think, I'm wondering, are we reaching peak reference? And did it? I mean, it it probably didn't start with Family Guy, but it definitely Marvel have like perfected this formula of just constantly referencing things like to the point of insanity. You know, it is so true that when Marvel's like, at a much smaller level, like. you know, there was that joke where it's like someone wants a particular food. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And once Marvel starts doing that, so it's like, you know, at the end of Avengers, Tony's like, how about we get some shawarma? <laughs> yeah. You know, that joke is done now. Yeah, yeah. It's like once Tony Stark is doing it. Yeah. It's like if, uh, if, um, what's her name? The Black Widow was like, I'm baby. Yeah. You'd be like, well, that's over. That joke's <laughs> over. <laughs> I think like that as well, like was because I used to, I think I was mentioning this a little earlier, but I kind of lost the thread of the point. But like, you know, when I was obsessively following all this Family Guy stuff, like because Family Guy was like, it was hard to acquire. It wasn't on TV. Yeah. I had to get the DVDs and it was like, oh, it's reference heavy and I get the reference and I'm a clever boy, you know? Yeah. And then now it's so ubiquitous with the culture that it's actually like it's actually quite fucking naff to be obsessed with reference you know especially because of twitter because twitter is all about that as well you know what i mean and like memes and simpsons culture you know things like it's funny how like um yeah dense twitter meme like have you seen that one uh and it's like archaeologists are gonna be looking at this meme. Or yeah. like no, it's uh it's like future cultural studies are gonna be talking about this meme. Yeah. How did he code this meme? And it's the guy who go he's like looking at a butterfly. Oh yeah, I love that one actually. And then he's like he's like, Is this and then it's a picture of Tim Heidecker. Yeah. Do you know that one? No. And it's like a snake on his face. Yeah. And it's like He's going, is this free real... Like, the thing is... Free real estate. And then it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's looking at a boot. Yeah. 
So it's like a cross between like the guy who goes, "Is this?" Uh, yeah. And so there's a one that's like, "There's a snake in my boot." Okay. And then there's like Tim Heidecker going, "This is free real estate." Okay. Right. You know? It's like that's so dense. <laughs> it's three memes on top. Well, of It's each three thing. memes, but it's like to make something that doesn't make any sense. There's nothing explanatory in it. Yeah. But it does make sense in a way. So, okay, um, old family guy, better than we thought it was. New family guy, obviously terrible. New family guy is worse than I thought it was. Yeah, and Seth MacFarlane, um, absolute shameless, uh, self-indulgent man who just constantly references stuff that is going to be outdated soon enough, sooner rather than later. Hopefully sooner, because, uh, like, yeah, stop giving him money. Yeah, it's funny how well the original one aged and how badly. Yeah. Uh... The other one aged. Yeah, literally the one that was released a few months ago is Is somehow aged worse (laughs) than the one that was released in 1999. Yeah. All right, so that was our analysis review. I don't know what you'd call it of um, episode 17, season 20 of Family Guy, most up-to-date one. Um, Yeah, hopefully now on Friday we'll have uh, the other episode fresh off the presses is that what it how that how you do? hot off the presses it's because the paint's going to be f- not even going to be drying it uh, me and james are going to meet up to talk about uh life of larry um and hopefully get some some of the truth out there about mcfarlane for the lies i was spreading about him being um a cal arts man um um so for whistle while you work obviously we only recorded in the one session so um we have only you know the two songs that mean james suggested or james and i suggested so um i'm gonna look up my playlist right now and see what i got um just to make a suggestion straight off the top of my dome so here's what apparently i was listening to when i last closed spotify um oh my god was I'm telling a lie because I actually uh, saw something that I was listening to, but I want to mention something else. Um, so yeah, I was I was reminded I saw Midsummer there recently. It's quite good if you want to watch it. Like most movies, could be about um, half an hour shorter. Don't think any movie has a right to be over ninety minutes. I'm just going to say that right now, and tell me what you think of that. Um, so and it got me thinking about a lot of um, kind of I guess harvest kind of horror films or stuff that's kind of set in kind of you know this kind of agricultural setting i don't know how to put it but i started thinking about a field in england and then realized i hadn't listened to that soundtrack in ages an incredible film by ben wheatley is it incredible i don't know i remember being quite a little bit bored by it but um it's impressive nonetheless um it's a film basically about these you know kind of tudor era uh, soldiers deserting a conflict and then getting kind of essentially high off their tree on mushrooms in a field um i think it was shot over the course of about you know two months or a month or something ridiculously short and it just has this great kinetic energy but the same is to be said about the soundtrack um which has this song i could listen to on repeat again and again um i think it's a cut co- and when i you know another um cover i don't know if you'd even call it a cover of like a, a kind of song from the middle ages um it's blue my boy and the god i think it was jim williams who um scored it for the movie i think he scored the movie as well 
Uh, yes, and the person who ends up singing it is Richard Glover. So, um, or you know, one, I think he was one of the actors in it. So anyhow, or maybe Richard Glover was a musician. I don't know. Spotify doesn't deliver. Uh, either way, you know, you'll hear it in a minute. Can somebody tell me if it's illegal to play songs at the end of podcasts? I've never seen anybody really do it, and I feel like, I don't know, it'll be an easy change to get rid of them. I wouldn't, I don't want to get rid of them, but, you know, um, anyway, let me know. And, uh, yeah, so, Hackfest 2019, August 17th, A4 Sounds, 7 p.m. Bring money. Um, it's um, Fiverr if you're unwaged. Tenor, if you're waged, and if you're a complete and utter hack, then we'll figure something out. Um, please submit films. Um, it's a good time, BYOB. Although I've seen people and they go, oh, I actually saw like a tweet there um, where somebody was, I mean, no, they were, they were kind of being, you know, tongue in cheek about it. But there's so many people that are going like, oh, um, my film is shit or God I would submit it except it's bad I mean I could submit it but I've been watching it through my fingers and I was like I don't uh, ha- that's what a hack is all about um, is l- like you know I've said it a million times before and I'll say it a million times again um, I think we need to have more people who were like you know like a band like a DIY thing just throwing it all your hat in the ring and just making something and putting it up there Um Joni was uh, really inspiring for that. I was very impressed by that podcast. I w- that was a great delight as well because I actually got to listen to it instead of just hearing my own stupid voice. But um, yes, what did I mean to say? Um, yeah, throw it in. Throw anything in. I've And people have like waited on the night and they've been like, you know, oh, I should have thrown something in. And you're like, yeah, you should have. Just put something in. Just watch it. You'll be, We'll be all having cans. And if you don't drink, it doesn't matter anyway because everyone else is. So... They're not going to be registering it. It's a big, colourful picture. You're hanging out with, you know, just all the fucking blur. You're hanging out with your friends. Um, it's, 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 you're, you're not showing off. You're not flexing. It's not a, a thing for awards. You know, literally do it because you enjoy making it. And, you know, if you don't enjoy watching it, then, you know, there's probably, a, you know, some sort of catharsis in that as well. Um, yeah. I don't know what, what that point is meant to be, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, submit the films. Um, and I thought I had another point there. Yeah, I guess just find us on all social media at We Are Hack Inc. Um, oh yeah, that's what I meant to say. There are people who have given me films at the halfway mark of the festival, so it's never too late. Give it to me on a USB or anything. It's all on. There's nothing, you know, spectacular about it. It's a VLC playlist. Um, even though it's, it seems so spectacular on the night, you'd be you'd be fooled. Um, but yeah, anyways, add we are hacking on all kind of social media. Get us on Twitter. Give us a review. Apparently, they help on iTunes. That's that's a podcast thing they do. Give us a review on iTunes. Apparently, it helps. Um, so yeah, um, until tomorrow i'll i'll talk to you again okay goodbye Balu, my boy lies still and sleep it grieves me so to hear thee weep if thou be silent i'll be glad thy moaning makes my heart full sad 
Balloo, my boy, thy mother's joy, thy father pray me great annoy. Balloo, 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 loo, lily, loo. Oh, thee, I'll keep my lonely watch, intent thy lightest breath to catch. Oh, when thou wakes to see thee smile, and thus my sorrow to beguile, Baloo, my boy, thy mother's joy, thy father bred me great annoy. Baloo, my boy, lie still and sleep, it grieves me sore to hear thee weep. Twelve weary months have crept away Since he upon thy natal day Left thee and me to seek afar A bloody fate in doubtful war Baloo, my boy, lie still and sleep It grieves me sore to hear thee weep If thou be silent I dreamed a dream, but yesternight Thy father slain in foreign fight He wounded stood beside my bed His blood ran down upon thy head He spoke no word, but looked on me Bent low and gave a kiss to thee Baloo, baloo, my darling boy.